please. Bitch, please. A local coffee shop down at the Pearl area. Oh, there are several coffee shops. There that are several. Sell well, this. I remember no, sell this avocado toast. seeing on the menu avocado toast for almost nine bucks. Mm-hmm. And it hurt me so much. I'm assuming that that bread isn't is like made out of gold. Nope. It's it's not. <laughs> but I, it better be. There is something magical about a soft bolillo roll. It is. I, I mean, they keep doing this whole grain wheat toast. Okay, I, I, I get that it's healthy for you, but a bolillo, a bolillo is amazing. They're missing out. You're missing. I out need on life. a full-on enriched white flour that has zero nutritional value. <laughs> At least once a week. At least once a week. <laughs> It's so delicious. <coughs> oh. It is so delicious. And then then I even like stepped it up a notch and mm-hmm. I slathered it with butter on the outside and mm-hmm. I put it on the griddle or the comal mm-hmm. and I toasted the fuck out of that thing. I love that so much. I love and I just wanted to lay down on the floor and roll around with it. Bolillos with it was the best. Our life. Mm-hmm. They really are. Mm-hmm. We should put that on a shirt. Bolillos <laughs> are life. <laughs> they really are. So, what's the difference, Vanessa, between avocado toast and an avocado torta? I would say bolillo, right? Like you're gonna put avocado toast on a piece of stupid wheat bread. Uh. Welcome to my life. Oh my god. I'm, okay, I'm just gonna. I'm, I I cannot. I cannot handle this. I'm not okay joke, with all the babe. yelling. That was gonna be my joke. I'm not okay with all the scaling in the background. Like to shut up. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Amanda. Hello, I am Vanessa. I don't know why did, I sounded like did, that. Did you That's I was it. gonna say, did you did you like that? No. I just hate being so look. Hey y'all. It's me, Vanessa. You're gonna kill me. <laughs> I mean, I'm much more of a I'd rather not introduce myself type of person. So it's like, uh, yes, I'm here. I'm Vanessa. I'm so sorry. You're listening to You're, bitch, please. Yeah, that's us. Oh, God. <laughs> so they are. I'm dying. How much anyway, have you had how much pot have I had? Zero. Oh. Have you had all week? Cough. (laughs) Uh, Day seven, eight, nine. I'm on (laughs) day nine of practically asphyxiating when I cough. And I'm actually better. For a while, I thought it was getting the flu because that shit's going Mm -hmm. around. Like worse Mm -hmm. than the clap right now. And I was in bed for like two days and I was so worried I was getting the flu and my three-year-old kept checking my temperature and she's like nope still green still green so that's how I knew I wasn't getting the flu that it was something else but it was brutal it's brutal and (coughs) it's always worse at night and that's just typical (coughs) so I've been doing all my yerberia here and drinking tea and doing steams and all this stuff and (coughs) I just need to go and burn all the cedar down I need to buy a blowtorch, drive around town, drive around Texas, and just start burning it down. You Do you want to help me? I think that that might exacerbate the problem for just a little bit. Because I remember there was a period of time where Jesse... So, Jesse decided... And, and I'm not saying that this is not... Like... I'm not saying that this this might not work, okay? I'm not saying that... That it was a, a bad plan. I get where he was going. So, um, <laughs> when our husbands decided, try to do a plan, yeah, like I mean, I know what his, I know what he was doing. I know what the thought process was behind it, and I'm sure some people out there are going to hear me and go, "Oh, 
he didn't do anything wrong, but it really didn't have that great effect on us. So Jesse decided that he would bring cedar home and Mm. he would boil cedar. Mm. And then once he would boil cedar, he would um, steam with that cedar. And his Mm. thought was, well, Mm. if you go to the allergist and the allergist essentially does this, then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to boost my immune system at home. So he went ahead and he boiled this cedar and all of us got so sick. Like we were allergic to our house for two solid days because, because what he essentially did was he, you know, exacerbated the problem like he brought cedar into the house and then he boiled it so that cedar steam went to everyone and nobody could like go to the kitchen like all as soon as you would walk into the kitchen your eyes would start itching you couldn't breathe it was really really a bad idea and i don't know if i don't remember if he was gonna drink it like a tea i don't remember what and he, he decided do. to do this from like who gave him this idea? I don't know. I don't remember all the details of how he got to this this plan. I just know that it backfired tremendously. Like all of us were sick, and I kept saying, "I really didn't think this was a good idea." Like I, I didn't. I was like, "I told you, I told you." <laughs> Between mm-hmm. like sneezes and wiping my eyes and wishing that you know there was no cedar in our house, like he essentially brought the problem in. So burning all the cedar might not be the best idea i'll get a hazmat suit (laughs) we'll all need a hazmat suit i I just know from experience that (laughs) it could go wrong (laughs) so how was (laughs) so how was worth repeating it was great so um we had an episode on cheaters and um i was really so for valentine's day we try to do certain things and last year um Last year, we ended up with a theme where the stories kind of all revolved around some sort of romantic um, situation or scenario. And they all were different, but they were all, most all, romantic stories. Um, This year, we decided to go with cheaters. And I think because no one wants to put out their cheating story in front of, you know, 200 of your friends closest stranger friends i think uh it had like an effect where nobody wanted to tell a romantic story which was great we had stories about um someone cheating and forging a story in elementary school we had someone (laughs) who um caught a lying uh criminal we had a different story where um this this set of siblings realized that they're sister was like a longtime game cheater and so they all <laughs> uncovered that you know you know that she was she was cheating at every single game that they ever played together and uh you know it just went on and on um we had one open spot so sometimes we don't find all seven storytellers or at the very last minute we have a storyteller back out mm-hmm. um so we had an open spot and at the end we had a really cool story about a um a woman that had fallen in love with and moved in with a um, a popular indie singer from a band, or lead singer from an indie band, sorry. Uh, and then she found out that she thought he was cheating. And so she, um, so she thought he was cheating and she didn't know how to prove it. One day she gets an envelope in the mail. She decides to steam the envelope open and the envelope just completely shreds apart so then she has to come up with this story so she oh tells God. so she tells the guy that um her cat they had a new cat that it essentially diarrheaed all over the envelope <laughs> and that she had no choice but to throw everything away so that he would never catch on to the fact that she opened his envelope turns out there was a bunch of like letters from groupies and stuff in there that were that confirmed her suspicions and stuff. But it was a really so like out of all the roman out of all the stories to get a one solid romantic story and have a really good one like that. It was it was just it was like the stars aligned. It was a very good show. We were we were really lucky. It was a great night. So, for those of you that don't know, Vanessa is involved in 
TPR, Texas Public Radio's Worth Repeating show. I'm on the storyboard, and I would welcome any stories that come my way. Do you hear my dog whining? Oh, I thought that was your kids, like... No, 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 she needs to come in. Hold on, let me... I've got to open my door. If I don't open my door, she'll still cry. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, What are you drinking? Bourbon. Really? Straight? Yes. I am drinking crackberry. Have you ever heard of it? I believe I've had it at... What's that place... Where Geeks Who Drinks does it Wednesday quiz. The Mad Mad Hat? Oh, Mad, Mad Pecker? Pecker? Mad mm-hmm. Pecker, yeah. They might have it. So, yeah, Bishop uh, out of, I believe, Austin makes this gluten free craft cider. It's got strawberry or cranberries, blackberries, apples, and crack in it. Uh, but the cool thing is, it's gluten free. My sister just was diagnosed celiac. So, um, I'm trying stuff out and reporting to her whether or not it tastes good. <laughs> I'm, I'm helping. I'm doing it for I don't a know. good cause. I think she's just going to have to endure that on her own. <laughs> well, it was, she, she asked me, she says, what gluten-free drinks do you have at the bar? And I was like, I don't know because I've never known a celiac before. I've never known anyone with celiac disease, so I never thought about it. And now that, you know, I have somebody that I kind of like in my life that uh, that needs some gluten-free options, I'm trying stuff out. It's kind of been a re- weird couple of weeks with that because, you know, like when we have family get-togethers, which we have like every week, we have to now like cook everything separate for her and it can't get cross-contaminated and... Um, she had to like get rid of all her appliances and or not her appliances but like her mini things and she kind of had to uncontaminate her kitchen um she basically had to go kosher yeah essentially mm-hmm. yeah which i mean that's exactly what i told her i said this is like you're kosherizing your kitchen except uh you know you still don't get all the other cool things that people that are kosher can have, like, you know, bread. <laughs> She'll never have that again. So. I'm just going to say gluten-free bread is awful. Awful, awful, awful. I tried it because we thought Trixie had some issues with gluten. Mm-hmm. She just happened to have eczema for a year. That's just her life. That was her life. So we went through the whole <laughs> elimination diet. Mm-hmm. and. Tortilla rice tortillas aren't terrible, and when you're three, you don't really know the difference. But okay. Valentine's Day is around the corner, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've ever really been a big fan of Valentine's Day, other than the fact that there's more chocolate in the store, even if it's <laughs> shitty chocolate. There's more chocolate in the store, <coughs> and that's probably about it. I love Valentine's Day for the kids. When we were... All right, I'll give you that. When yeah. when the kids were little, it, it or, or even now, I still buy them gift bags, and I just give them something, even if it's like a little gift card or something. I always give them something for Valentine's Day. I still make Easter baskets for my 20-year-olds. I'm, <laughs> I'm just all about that stuff. Like, I don't want to celebrate it for myself, but I do like to do stuff for the kids. Yes. Um, but I will say that Jesse and I have found something cool to do on Valentine's Day, and now it's kind of become a thing. Mm-hmm. So um, in the Big Bend area, um, Big Bend Brewing Company every year does a a one-day party in Valentine, Texas, which is about Aww. 20 minutes outside of Marfa. And so it's called Valentine's and Valentine. You have – it's just like they've got a couple of bands that come out and have a concert – they have a beer. They will offer a one-day limited edition supply beer, which we have the last one from last year that we've saved. We've not touched it. Um, so it's a limited edition Valentine Day beer. Um, they only sell it that day, and they generally sell out, of course. Of course. There is a train depot that used to be a stop in the Big Bend area. Mm-hmm. It's in Valentine, Texas, and so Big Bend bought that train depot and uses it for this party and they only use it they only use it the one day a year 
you actually can, um, Valentine still has a functioning post office. Mm -hmm. So you are able to take, you're able to get postcards from the depot and send a Valentine to people from Valentine, Texas. And they do a stamp every year that's different specifically for the day. That's so sweet. It's real cute. And so, and it's super fun. Like, you know, you're out there kind of in, you know, an isolated area. You're partying with just a few, you know, few people. Yeah, because who's going to haul ass out to Big Bend? Just just crazy people like Jesse and I. And then and then we actually like the Big Bend area. It's kind of, it's a way. It's It's super quiet. You don't have to worry about anything. Like, if there's a place where I don't try to hit every you know landmark or whatever it's it's the big bend area i just chill and get a burrito at that little old lady's house and you know we'll check out like a couple of things a day and then we just hang and it's nice to just hang out and do nothing I like that it's not near any anything hipster. Yeah, well, it's all hipster. It's there. like take a left at the tumbleweed. <laughs> it's actually Marfa's a huge hipster area. Um, I know. Marfa's been super. That's just a whole different. It, conversation. it is. I mean, it's like. I mean, it's it's like an artist colony. Everybody's super cool, and they've got you know they even have coffee. They have their own roasters. They've got little uh, baristas. I mean. Big Ben's coming up, and it's all around Marfa, and I like it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that you know there's a, there's a bit of hipster in there. It's kind of kind of cool. I can't remember what we did for Valentine's Day last year. Mm, probably nothing. I don't remember what I because, did for Easter. <laughs> well, see, well Valentine's Day when you have tiny people is hard. We have tiny people. Last year, Trixie was two and Olivia was five, you know, so mm-hmm. being able to be like, hey, grandma, it's the middle of the week. We're going to drop these kids off for dinner and then pick them up on the way home and then try to get them to bed. Pass. <coughs> so if we do do anything, hold on, I'm going to die. <coughs> if we do do anything, it's on a different day. So one, we're avoiding all the hullaboo in town, mm-hmm. right? Because every pace is crowded and overpriced and whatever. And Two, I have to plan everything anyway, so that's kind of an exhausting thing for me to do. Yeah. I, I'm lucky I can wear pants. So <laughs> Yeah. It's it since Jesse and I have been married, Valentine's Day has been a thing. But before that when the kids were little, I, I and when I was single, I mean, what was I gonna do? I didn't care. Oh, I kind of go a little over the top with the kids. And yes. my dad shows up, has already been here with a bag of stuff for me to Aww, give them so on Valentine's Day. Because he used to do that for me. So mm-hmm. for me, those are the things that I follow is keeping it real for them and yeah. cute and fun. And we call it Love Day. And it's just taking an extra day to love your family. Mm-hmm. I think Olivia got that from Daniel Tiger. So when you're on the other end of the spectrum, when you and Jesse can be like, peace out, our kids are old and we can go by Mm-hmm. We're, I'm still at the. Yeah, I got to remind my husband to go buy Valentine's Day cards for his daughters <laughs> so he doesn't forget. It's funny. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm at a totally different spectrum, and it's kind of cool to be at this spectrum. I, I appreciate it, but we're not. Um, uh, we're not uh, like uh, I don't I don't demand a present. I just want to hang. Right. I don't need right. anything. I just. If we have cheese and wine for dinner, that's going to be that's so so awesome. that'll be super cool. I remember there was but, one, there was one Valentine where um, he made surprise reservations for us downtown at Bite, mm-hmm. and I was just really impressed by the fact that he researched it and he had Valentine's Day reservations in advance because you know that stuff is crazy. crazy. So uh, we did that one year, and I thought that was real sweet. Um, I'll probably have to go get the cheese and wine, so... Yeah. (laughs) I remember... I do remember, though, in my single days, my girlfriends and I would just all hang out together. Mm -hmm. Even if we were dating someone, Mm -hmm. we would tell uh, whoever we were dating, this is a day that we're going to hang out with each other, our girlfriends, because this is our family. Mm -hmm. 
and that's been that was over 10 years ago so you know life happens we grow and blah 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 blah. but that was also really cool and that was also back when we had like two sushi restaurants in town oh back in the day day back in the day there was really nowhere cool to go we would just pick random places to go Mm -hmm. and (coughs) i remember at the time i was working for starbucks and had a a colleague who was also single and he said hey let's just go and have sushi because that's where we apparently everybody goes for dinner um and i said oh yeah hey it's valentine's day right yeah let's just go and whatever and have dinner and some drinks and just chill out and whatever okay cool so we went to dinner and it took a long time because any you know restaurant holiday long time mm-hmm. so when we were done and i was we were leaving and i was walking to my car he leaned in for a hug kind of thing yeah and my mouth said <gasps> okay. my mouth said oh my god did you think this was a date <laughs> uh, and the look on his face said yes oh. oh i'm such an asshole where's that sound like at the wah, price is right wah. yeah <laughs> where's the losing price is right sound <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> super necessary right now super necessary so that's my history i have a long history of weird shit happening around valentine's day like that yeah mm. then there was a time i hung out with a girlfriend of mine. And she leaned and in for a kiss and you were like, wait, did you think this was a date? <laughs> yes. Yes. That Are is exactly serious? what happened. Oh yes. Oh my God. I was Amanda. like, what? I just, what? I was, no. what happened? Like in both <laughs> cases, both cases, I was equally confused. Like, am I dense? Um. No. And it's not that I'm dense. You know what it is? People can't have a fucking honest conversation. Oh my god! <laughs> god, how awkward! Because if is someone, that? if I, I mean, if either one it, of them had said, "Yeah, let's go on a date," yeah, I could have provided the appropriate answer in advance. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I think it would have been uh, even funnier if it would have happened two years in a row. Like if you were like turning around and you were like oh my gosh this is so much better than last year this guy tried to why are you trying to kiss me (laughs) (laughs) it was actually it happened the other way the reverse way oh wow yeah and and i never really i was flattered i'm like that's cool that you think i'm so cool that you'd want to go on a date with me and even if i wanted to date her I was in a really bad place in my life, and I was no good to anybody. Like, my date that night was probably a bottle of vodka. Oh. So, well. that was a really long time ago. Yeah. Um, I feel <coughs> like um, you probably should have just worn a shirt that said, I'm not your date. <laughs> every, valent- every Valentine's Day, you Pretty should have much. just started wearing... And I'm even like, if I, even if it was a date, I'd be like, nope, this isn't a date. That's what my shirt should say. No, <laughs> yeah, this isn't a date. <laughs> this is not a date. This is not a date. And I think so. And I remember with the friend who was a girl having that conversation afterwards and saying, like, listen, it's not that I'm not into you; it's that I'm not into anybody. But thanks. And it was never awkward. The cool part is it was never awkward afterwards. Like sometimes regardless of who that person is, it can really mess up your flow as a friend. But I, and well, I think probably because I was in that weird place that I had just had no filter. And I was like, yeah, no, that ain't going to happen. Things are Sorry. just different after that happens. You know? Um, Especially if you're With both- the guy it was, the guy took it much harder than the, the girl did. Huh. I can see that. I see that. Yep. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But then if it's, but then if you think about it in a different way, so let's say you have a really good friend, girlfriend, right? A friend, your homie, Mm -hmm. and you have a falling out, Mm -hmm. right? And you have an honest conversation with them. Like, here's where I am. Here's what I'm thinking. 
here's what I'm feeling. And it's not really to say that you did something wrong, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. It's more like, yo, this is going on and I'm not cool with it. Mm -hmm. I've even, I've had two friend relationships just explode and they were never the same afterwards. But I've also had a lot of really good friendships that were better afterwards. Yeah. Huh. So why is it hard to do that? Why is it hard to to like, yeah, I mean, don't take it. Are we still embarrassed as adults? Like I can see as a kid, right? You get embarrassed about everything and you're learning to process that and you can either lash out, which we see a lot of times, right? With kids and then they don't change that behavior. So as adults, that's when you have those guys who, when you say no, or you just like, no, thank you. I don't want your number. I don't want your drink. I don't want your whatever. They call you a bitch. Or worse. Mm-hmm. Or even, I mean, and, and making friends with girls as an adult, so hard. Mm-hmm. You got in just under the wire. I'm oh, just saying. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I was almost at my limit of friends, and then we accidentally met. We or we reconnected. Met. We reconnected. Yep. Um, so I will say that since I have been married, and I know this sounds super cheesy, but Jesse has really become my best friend. That's That sounds really stupid, and I want to kill him. There are days where I don't want to know him. <laughs> Like, I don't want to know that man. I don't want to talk to him. Um, He feels the same about me. He tells me all the time, you drive me crazy. He drives me crazy too. But at the end of the day, I, I, I remember being single and I remember having so many friends and having so many conversations and all of these things. And, and I sort of miss them because I don't have time for them anymore. So I put all my communication into this man because he's what's around like all the time and so um i feel bad about that but it's not that it was like a it wasn't like it was an uncomfortable thing where things had to change i um i've had a couple of falling outs with people or over misunderstandings and things but but there are also misunderstandings because like there was no clear communication or expectation set. No, it's because there's always some third party involved that comes in and says the something about something that's been said and it gets taken out of context. And, you know, like if there's ever a third party that can, if there's ever somebody that can screw something up, it's a third party that heard something on a can phone and decided that they needed to get involved so like those are the Mm -hmm. things like if i'm i I mean and those are obviously immature relationships already because this third party is able to get into in between a friendship and affect it um instead of going right to the source and figuring out what happened or addressing whatever's been discussed right um so those types of things i have lost friends with but i'm not Jesse Jesse tells me that I should be nicer, but I I just there's no love lost. No, just in general, like with things like that, like I should make an effort to. um, Hold on one second. Um, I should make an effort to just at least be cordial and talk to them. Hold on one second. Jesse keeps calling. Doom, 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 doom. This is what happens because life. Just the girl trying to record with another girl. Everyone in my house but me is asleep because they can't hang. Everyone at Vanessa's house is awake. And yes, we remote record because we can't be at the same place at the same time all the time. So, Amanda, what's going on tomorrow? Hmm, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm having lunch with Vanessa. Funny that. And I'm also having lunch with two other badass ladies. And we're going to talk about our event that we're working on. 
this event that we're working on for Planned Parenthood, and I love Planned Parenthood, and you should too. Yeah, 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 we're having an event for Planned Parenthood. On to other stuff. Yeah, he thinks that I should, um, he thinks that what I should do is just be cordial and keep the relationship open because he says, you know, you don't need to lose a relationship over things like that. But in my view, I have such little time for friends in my life. Like I value the time that I spend with people. Um, if, if, if I'm spending time with you, it's because I value you. And if there's not a reciprocal value or if there's stuff that's immature or dramatic i don't i don't i don't have a need for that i'm i'm 40 years old <laughs> i don't need that in my life and i just maybe that's a bad view but i would much rather focus on relationships that don't involve that type of strife and don't involve that type of uh, unnecessary friction things like that and you know and like I said, it's, I've got... It's hard to start a new friendship, it though. It really because is. I am notoriously awkward <laughs> when I meet someone for the first time. And... I think this is why we're friends. <laughs> well, when I met... The first time I met you, I had a microphone. And yeah. And you didn't. And I had alcohol, and you had alcohol. Yes. And there was a lot of expletives. So right away, you should have known mm-hmm. that was going to work. Yes. But in my day-to-day life, there is not always alcohol in a microphone. And I, either professionally or socially, have to interact with other people who are not like me. Yeah. Or I am not like them. Uh-huh. And it makes for really hard ways find ways to connect with people when I come up with dumb shit to uh, engage in conversation. And then I start to feel hot and embarrassed. And then I have to stop myself and be like, bitch, no, this is who you are. If they can't deal with it, move on to the next person. Yeah. But I can only do that because it's taken a lot of trial and error of being comfortable with myself now. I think that's so you funny. I have to say this. So, um, I am on the mayor's commission. I know we talk about that, and I don't want to feel like I'm like oh braggy about it. But Vanessa, are you on the mayor's commission? I'm on. Did you, I don't know if you've heard of this thing called the mayor's commission, but I'm on <laughs> it now. So um, I, I've been to my fourth meeting. It was today, uh, and um, I walk in, and I love. I, I like. I said I'm really excited about the work that we're going to do, and I really like all the women, but I'm not a good first timer like I cannot connect with people the way everybody else can like I I come into you don't do the fluff you can't start with the fluff I'm not a fluffer and so these ladies come in (laughs) and they hug each other and they salute each other or they come in with these salutations and they're so like oh, how are your kids, and how is this, and how is that? And I get that they've all known each other, obviously, longer than the four meetings. But I feel like I'm an outsider, and I'm also, like, new. interloper. Yeah. So I just feel like I walk in, and as soon as I walk in, I essentially just open my little notebook, and I start finding random things to pretend to look at so that I don't, like... (laughs) look awkward and and nobody knows how to hug me hello because i'm the weird one with the notebook and ignoring everybody but i don't know how to i don't know how to i don't know how to be that person that comes in and is like hi oh my god it's so great to see you and how's your family i don't know your family i don't know you hi it's good to see you again I how do we how do we meet? <laughs> well, I, you know, see, and that I usually come up with something dumb that's probably happened on my way there or in the hallway, or and I don't even think about what sometimes when I'm saying it, and then I say it, and I'm like, that was probably not the best way to introduce myself. Yeah, <laughs> and this like, one really nice lady, like she actively face engaged me. You know, like she looked directly in my eyes, and like I said, they're all super nice. I'm not. I'm not con- I'm not 
trying to knock anybody. They're all amazing. But this one older woman that's really, really nice all the time, she um, she locked eyes with me. She said hello. She asked me how everything was. And then we talked about her trip to Vegas. Like she just actively pursued a conversation with me. And that made well, me feel nice. really great because everybody else knows each other and they don't need to talk to me because they already have their group of friends and I'm not in them and I'm just the new girl that's like you know not a part of the clique and I'm okay with that but I don't know how to be a I don't don't, I'm not going to be the girl that tries to figure out how to get in the clique right you're just going to be Vanessa yeah and we'll see how that goes (laughs) we'll see see how that gets where that gets me I don't know oh no I totally understand that totally understand that but how do you as an adult um i I, how do you change change to what no i'm saying like how do you i i'm 40 years old (laughs) i am i have been this awkward child since the you know the first time i went into pre-k I don't know Listen, how else if, to be. If we had a true reason to change, and I don't know what that is, we would find a way to make that happen. Here's This is why you and I don't run for office. Because we don't deal well with forced social interactions and engagements. Yeah. Right? And so start with that. Number two, then you have to wear a uniform, which is like makeup, the outfits, the hair. Yeah. They all look really amazing, by the way. I I, I roll in there, makeup free. Sometimes my hair is done. I put on a dress. And and I roll into places also makeup free because makeup, (laughs) Um, purple hair, combat boots, army jacket. I'm 41 and I'm still dressing like I'm 16. So I remember. So to that end, too, like I said, it depends. I... My previous life, one of my very previous lives, um, many, because I'm like a cat with nine lives, um, I would have to deal with a lot of coworkers via conference call because we had multiple sites across the country. And most people locally know this, Amanda, and could, <laughs> I would say that they politely tolerated it, except for my boss, who was awesome, and she always supported me in many, many ways. And people on other sites were like, I could just tell with the silence, generally, when I spoke or asked a question, Mm -hmm. that they were like, who's this? What's this noise happening on the phone call? Um, But (laughs) we had one specific call about a a procedural change and the impacts that that would have. And I kind of talked for about 10 minutes about it. Mm -hmm. And I guess everyone was super impressed because my boss was saying, she's like, I got a couple instant messages where people were like, who's that talking? she was like and i was pretty stunned too because how come i don't hear that amanda all the time i'm like because amanda doesn't give a shit <laughs> amanda don't give no amanda don't give a shit most of the time <laughs> and when it, this is something that really affected me in my every day so i needed to say something and she's like see you could really be more if you really um wanted to and i'm like i don't want to <laughs> She said, that's the whole problem. I don't That's the whole to. problem. And so, so right, because like senior positions in most companies and just like politics, you have to play a game. And you I do. don't want to play a game. It's not about game. If we're not here to be good humans and do good things with the, all the bad that we have, we have to find a way to make good. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Yeah. I want a political party that's called like the introverted humanists. Ooh. And we meet via email, and we make policy change that way without having to deal with other stuff. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I have more time for that, too. I do. I do. So we don't have to change, because we're making the change. Mm. Boom. I love that. But I want to get a hug. <laughs> I, wanna, I want them to roll up to me and just hug me. But... But if you don't know them, do you want them to hug you? Like, I don't like stranger hugs. Because then you got weird smells. <laughs> Ugh, weird smells. And then, it, you know, that's the whole physical aspect of hugging someone. What oh, if they're bigger I, body than you? Or, and you're like this little person or vice versa. Like, I don't want to squash it's somebody. It's so funny because I don't want to do the work 
it takes to become part of the clique. But at the same time, I'd like to be acknowledged as part of the clique. I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna join the team. <laughs> I just don't want to do everything that I have to do to join the team. Eh, I'll get there. Do you? Maybe you can still do all the awesome things you need to do and still be you and not feel like you have to do anything else. Because I'm going to tell you this, Vanessa. If you have to talk to people and ask them about their dog, their cat, their kid, and you don't really know them very well, your face is going to give it all away. I will. It will. I can't. It's just not me. So, unless you establish... A, a meaningful relationship with someone mm-hmm. in this capacity, it's going to be very difficult for you. Yeah. Oh, I because totally you- agree. I just, you know how like you're, uh, I've always been the nerdy kid or the awkward kid or whatever. And part of me always will look for that sort of like, oh man, I want to be the cool kid too. And I, I'm not saying I'm not the cool kid. I'm, I'm cool, but I'm just never the, the one that, um, uh, you know, gets in easy. <laughs> and I just wish it were different. You, you always wish that, you know, as the dorky, quirky kid. You always you always want it to be a little easier. Yeah. And then I don't. Exactly. Because, but that's exactly why we are who we are, right? So, <laughs> right. anyway. Mm-hmm. But I this do think my- that I will get there at some point. Like I said, this is an amazing group of ladies. It's not like they're intentionally leaving me out it's just that I'm not I'm I'm I I walk in I know that I don't know them and I know that I don't have a good conversation starter so I don't even attempt a conversation starter but next time I'm going to come in and I'm going to find something quirky that happened to me on the way in and then I'll say that to somebody and let's see how that goes I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your idea (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna steal your game plan you should walk in there and say like how about that Trump military parade, guys? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> bum. That would cause that would either like record scratch room silence. I know. Or you might get a couple of high fives. I gotta say, they're so polite, and they're so they they're so, um, they're just so. They're so well prepared. Jesse always tells me that I'm very political and that every answer I give is very well thought out and organized and it's meant to answer the question without uh, showing bias, right? Like he's like, you just, and he gets frustrated with it because you can't ever win an argument with somebody who has a well-thought-out, reasoned response. So it's frustrating for him. But these women are, like, to the 10th degree. They're, like, a 100 times better at, at, at responding to things than I am. And they are just, like, game on all the time. They are, they are amazing, and they are, like, they know what they're doing. Well, maybe they're impressed with you. And all the things that you've accomplished, but they can't really tell you. It's that, oh, what is that called? There's this thing where it's called, like, where you, (laughs) dang it, I just heard it today on a podcast, of course, where you behave one way because that's what's expected, but deep down inside, you feel a totally different way. And the correlation they were making was back in Soviet-era communist Germany. Yeah. People would make jokes about you know, the conditions they were living in, but you could never really write about it because that was really putting it out there, you know? Yeah. So, it, not that this has anything to do with communism, but it, look at all the political posts that we do on our private social feeds. Oh, yeah. And how many times people, well, you don't even get a toast like. So, I <laughs> people will reach out via text or message and be like yeah this that or the other and, you know thanks for saying that or thanks for this and it i will get people that actually tell me that they appreciate the things i post in email i do get that as well and right but then don't you wonder like why, why can't, can't they... you respond <laughs> like why don't you like my toast <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh funny because it has co- somebody was like well 
because it has career repercussions, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I got a career or four. Yeah. <laughs> Does that? I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a front-facing politician or executive in a company. But I would like to think that if I were in a position of power, I would use that and slowly start to change the dialogue. I don't know. That's that's my unicorn wish, I guess. Yeah. Well, so I know you wanted to talk about accountability one of my daily pet peeves because i am in my car mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. is people fucking running the red light every goddamn day really every intersection that i'm at and people on their phones to their face while they're driving yeah so And my brain starts to spiral as it does because I'm alone sometimes in the car and other times I'm with my kids. But my brain and I have this conversation about accountability and personal accountability, number one. Like, dude, you know better. Like, there's there's going through the light because you thought you had enough time. And then there's you're the fourth person to go through the light. It's so funny. I don't think I pay attention. I, I, I pay attention to the phone stuff. The phone stuff gets me to no end. But maybe I'm just so used to people running the red light that I'm not even... But should you be used to I, people? I mean, I probably shouldn't be. I know I shouldn't be. But I'm thinking, I'm like, do I even... I think that I intentionally look for people that are doing it so that I don't get into an accident. And I think that that's become part of my process that I just don't even think about it anymore. That's horrible. Right. And that's what everybody else says. Because, so, there was probably more than one instance. But the one that I'm thinking of was I had just picked up the kids from school. Which always makes me more nervous, right? Because now you got... Yeah, you got babies. So, we were at an intersection where we were at the front of the traffic line Mm -hmm. at the light. And some dumbass did something dumb during a red light where I could have easily been hit had I accelerated during the green light Mm -hmm. like a normal person should like you're supposed to the light's green you should go yeah and I didn't because my brain and my body and the adrenaline still have like post-traumatic stress from the car accident I was in and waited and this Dumbass went through, and I honked on the horn. And I've, I also find I'm the only person honking my horn at these intersections. Well, you can't honk and your Trixie horn anymore. Said, well, tr- Trixie was like, Mama, you're going to need a new horn because you use it all the time. <laughs> you know that happened to my sister. <laughs> my sister actually out honked her horn uh, during one of the Spurs championships. And I think, no. you know, it was probably, you know, like she probably used it little much anyway and the spurs thing just took it over the edge but uh it happens <laughs> be very careful but listen <laughs> if i'm talking at you because you're running the light yeah it's for a reason well let Don't me ask mad. this do you not worry about people vindictive people and aggressive like attacks or shootings or things like that i just i worry so much about the fact that everybody in texas can carry a gun and that there have been so many uh road rage incidents that i don't honk anymore i don't honk at anybody i just figure out how to move past it and get mad in my car like a girl but say nothing i have so much anxiety in my in my life that if i stopped and really thought about the consequences of each action yeah I really would never leave my house. I barely leave my house as it is. Like, what if I'm walking down the sidewalk and, you know, the kid around the corner goes too fast and he runs me over? Like, that's something that goes through my head. So, no, I can't. Oh, I guess... I guess maybe I, f- I maybe that is why we're friends. Because I do the same. Like, I overthink a whole lot of situations. But I... The car one is just something that is a real big thing. I won't I won't honk my horn you anymore. Know, I think people are more likely to have a an aggressive response for tailgating mm-hmm. and cutting people off mm-hmm. 
than getting honked at for running the red light, especially when you're like the fifth or sixth car in line. Plus, they've run the red light. It's not like they're going to drive the back around to come and get you. I get it. I still won't you do it. You can come back and be like, why are you honking at me? I'm like, because you ran the fucking red light, you yeah. dipshit. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a psychology behind all road rage, right? Mm-hmm. Because so it's a spir- It's a cascading effect. Yeah. You piss off one person, and then that person get you know, that jacks up their day. And maybe they're a judge going to court to hear a hearing, but they're pissed. You know, so it's all these things. Yes. This is what my brain thinks about. No, it's but, true. But then it goes into, like, enforcing things, because we have the whole... No, no cell phone while driving ordinance. When was the last time you heard someone say they got a ticket for having their cell phone in the car? Actually, one of my daughters got a cell phone ticket. So it happens. <laughs> I have never heard anyone <laughs> or seen. Yeah, it happens. But, you know, I well, mean, I, I have it, said... I want to see it happen more, but we yeah. don't have enough resources for right. that to go down. We don't. Which goes back to my... <laughs> annoyance of the red light situation we don't have traffic enforcement no because our resources are so scarce as it is and they're dealing with real shit yep but then it goes back to like we just hand out driver's licenses like we do gun licenses in texas oh yeah i did not have of course nobody's gonna know how to drive i didn't have to learn to parallel park because i didn't have to take a test True confessions. <laughs> you also haven't seen Star Wars. I have not seen Star Wars. I have not seen Star so, Wars. That your true confessions can be their own show. They, I just can't. I don't. I. Uh, it makes me tired. I, I turn it on, or Jesse turns it on, because it's Jesse's favorite thing in the world, and it's like, um, it's a pop. It's it's like. It's just you gotta, tell Jesse he can bring a brisket and smoke it all damn day, and we'll sit here with him and watch all the movies, start to finish. It's like, That's a whole day. The brisket will be done by the time the movies are done, and we'll be good. It's like as soon as the Star Wars comes on, my body says, oh, nap time? Okay, let's take a nap. It's got the best soporific effect. I love falling asleep to Star Wars. <laughs> If I would have seen it in the 80s when it was meant to be seen for the first time, maybe we'd be talking about it differently. There was something else you told me you hadn't seen. And I can't remember what it was, but I was in complete shock. And I don't even remember. There's a lot of stuff. tequila involved. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, if it had Chevy Chase in it, I saw it. If it had, (laughs) you know, uh, Anne Southern... Or Donna Reed, or the Monkees. If it had Dude, to you're do, not seventy. I you're obviously 40. am. I am. I am <laughs> living in a seventy-year-old body. I remember watching Hazel like that was the shit. I was like, that made. She's just on it. <laughs> well, we also only had like ten channels and a lot of reruns. So, oh, like that Chevy Chase. He's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. I know. I know. Anyway, yes, red light people. I hate it. I can't. Tell your mom. I mean, tell your friend. Tell your brothers. Tell your sisters. If we all just learned to be a little more patient and kinder to each other, we could do so much great. Really. Like, there's no reason that you have to run a red light. None. If you're in such a hurry to get to a job that you hate, maybe you shouldn't be going to that job. Or, you know, maybe you should be leaving the house five minutes earlier so that you don't have to put everybody else in jeopardy or just be fucking late just be fucking late those are all really better (laughs) solutions than running the red light and putting people in jeopardy i will hug my damn horn at you (laughs) i just i mean i get it i get it i just don't i i think i've been conditioned to ignore the red light runner and that's problematic so tomorrow when i get up i'm gonna get up I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to make a conscious effort to see how many people run red lights around me. Yes. I'm going to try that. And this will be the first step in changing your view on accountability. Yeah. It starts with one red light. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because for me, 
I'm always somebody that likes to hold people accountable for their actions. You know, like I, I like to make sure that people understand that there are effects to ever, or, you know, like everything you have, every cause, everything has an effect. I love for people to understand when there's a problem. My biggest pet peeve traffic wise is the people that stay in the lane that they know that they've got to merge out of so that they <laughs> cut in yes. at the very end and force themselves into the front of the traffic. precarious position right. <laughs> that's mine and i like i think that's my my amanda red light if i see someone do that it eats away at me and it has no reason to eat away at me i just need to slow down and i just need to know that that's going to happen because there's always going to be some idiot that does it and that's why it eats away at you because there's some person who thinks that they can get away with or they're smarter than yeah because they're like oh i'm just going to speed up and people are going to force let me get in i'm gonna force my way in and they're just going to do it yeah because they don't want to get hit and that's why they do it yeah. is it the right thing to do probably not are they going to continue to do it probably yeah is someone going to get in an accident most likely accident <laughs> definitely at some point definitely <laughs> But yeah, so I'm, tomorrow what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up, I'm going to look around, and um, I'm going to see how many people, you know, run red lights. This is going to be interesting. Social projects are fun. That's what I live for. I know. This is going to be a good thing. Anyway. I, I think I'm excited. I like I like to just, you know, see what's going on in society and and, and paying attention to things like that. Hmm. I will see how tomorrow goes. Have you been to Tenko Ramen? It is on my list. Okay. And every time I make an attempt to go there, something else comes up. Yeah. And I end up going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But so there, this, go ahead. This food hall, I've been to. Um, oh, yes. I did try Tenko. Okay. I did try it. So I've been to the rotisserie chicken place, and I can't remember what the name of it is. Buds. Buds. Okay. So I've Buds. been to Buds. I've been to Bakery Lorraine's donut place which i also don't know the name of and Mabel. god dang you so uh it's a good thing we're friends <laughs> you're the yin <laughs> to my yang <laughs> there's also tim the girl has the good kind yes that, that's also there that i've seen and then um they've got the bar and then they've got tenko ramen well i've never mm-hmm. eaten tenko ramen at the food hall but the other day i was sick and i didn't want to get up off the couch it was after the rodeo. It was after the rodeo cookoff, and for some reason, mm. I think all the smoke and all the humidity and the everything at the rodeo cookoffs, they they take my immune system, and I get like the worst allergy day after. You need to wear like a cowboy mask. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, "Who's that freak?" Yeah, just what mm. I need. Um, but yeah, so I, I I was I was not feeling well. I didn't want to go anywhere, and I decided to order the ramen in. But when I got to the menu, I found that they had this, like, um, fried chicken sandwich. It's Mm. in the appetizer section. What? And it is a huge piece of fried chicken. And they put a really good sauce on it. And it's in a bun. And it is so freaking delicious so i don't know what their ramen's like but the chicken was bomb and i had such a really i just had such a good time on that at that sandwich i couldn't eat it all it was huge and it was like i said it was on the appetizer section couldn't eat it all um i i've had the ramen and it was it was number one super delicious was it yeah number two i was i was probably at the beginning stages of getting sick Mm -hmm. So the spiciness felt so good. But then after a while, like it's that kind of spicy heat that burns your tongue Uh for a second. It goes up your nostrils and your sinus and then it's gone and you want more and you keep doing it to yourself. And that's what I did. So I probably consumed a third of it and I was so full. Like it was such a huge bowl. I need to have the burger. There's a burger shop in there also. There's a yeah there's a burger thing in the bottling department i'm gonna look it up but that's oh yeah fletcher's hamburgers 
Fletcher's. I've got to try it. I was like staring out in the seat in the space. I'm like, I know this. Yes. It's Fletcher's. So that's going to be on my list next. I think I've almost had everything in the food hall now. The donuts from Mabel's are amazing. Dude, if you have not tried these donuts, get your ass to the pearl and get you a donut. If you Start buy... with the chocolate sea salt and work oh, your way gosh. back. Oh, gosh. The chocolate sea salt. If you buy two, you get one free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. So Because then I got it. the matcha. <laughs> And then I got the taro filled. I was in hog heaven. Oh, my God. I Did I eat all three? Damn well. No, I did. I ate three fucking donuts before I made it to my car. Because they were so good. Um, so, tomorrow we're having lunch. We are. And we will report back on our Taste of Delights. But the reason we're having lunch is because Vanessa and I are involved in planning a fantastic a pair of events for Planned Parenthood South Texas. And we would love to see you guys there. And we'll post the details on the show notes, but this is an event happening Saturday, February 24th at the Esperanza Peace and Justice Center. It is a super family-friendly event. We're going to be doing posters and t-shirts and all kinds of things. There will be snacks and food because that's super important. And some phenomenal Planned Parenthood swag that you sometimes you can only get at these events. I am so join us there. super excited about it because it plays off of our event last year, um, the rally to support Planned Parenthood. Um, yes. I don't know if any of you guys attended that last year, but we decided that we weren't going to stand for rallying against Planned Parenthood and making that a national day that gained attention here in San Antonio. And what we chose to do is instead of rallying right in front of them, we got a big, huge space. Uh, We invited everybody out to rally with us. And we sure enough had people lined up down Commerce Street with their signs. They rallied hard they were so badass. Everybody's support was amazing. We had hundreds of people show up versus, what did they have, 10? Mm-hmm. The, so Maybe 10 or 12. Planned Parenthood. On the other side of town. The anti-rally. Uh, yeah, the anti-rally had about 10 people. And what we tried to do was show our, our uh, political representatives that there are far more voices that believe that Planned Parenthood does good work. And that it is vital to our communities and that it needs to stay versus needing to be defunded. And what we want to do this February is show that it doesn't matter if we're in a year where there's nothing that's being taken off the table. We need to continue to let our representatives know that Planned Parenthood is vital to our communities and to our health and to our well-being. We don't we don't need to stress about things when we know we can go somewhere for care. It's one less thing that a woman has to deal with or worry about if you've got a Planned Parenthood in your neighborhood. We need to make sure that these women and these amazing medical teams are available to our communities for as long as they'll be around for us. Especially in places like Texas, where there are so many communities that don't have access to health care, any kind of health care. San Antonio is decreasing our teen pregnancy rate. I mean, it's going down. But the only way that we can continue to make sure that people are having children when they want to have them versus when they have no choice but to have them is to have groups like Planned Parenthood provide education, provide support, provide birth control. Let's not, we don't need to have abortions. We don't need to have any of those discussions if we're having good conversations with our children and our families about birth control, about planning for families, about making sure that you're protected and you're safe. And the only way we can do that is if we have groups like Planned Parenthood available to our kids and to ourselves. It's the only way. It's the only way. You know, I think one of the obstacles that happens, 
I'm not being very articulate today, but one of the potential obstacles in having these conversations, not only with each other, but with our kids, is being comfortable to talk about it. So maybe you and I need to put something together to help people have conversations as adults with each other about our bodies and reproductive health so that then we can talk to our small people about it. Small people pick up on so much, I will say. So I'm yes. going to record a conversation with Olivia and, <laughs> and Trixie about <laughs> bodies and the things that they do. Um, so, yeah, we got you. Yes. We're here for you. We'll help you. Now, if anyone out there is interested in looking for, or if anyone out there needs a good spring break option, Martinez Street Women's Center is creating a sports week for girls um, between, I believe it's between ages 9 and 17. So if you've got a daughter that you need to find some place to put them and you're on the southeast side or the east side of san antonio you do have an option that's low cost or free for you so just check out martina street women's center they have amazing programs and they'll have the sex talk with your kids my kids came home from martina street camp like have you ever seen chlamydia up close (laughs) mom I saw some pictures today that I can't unsee. <laughs> They're pulling out the old, like, U.S. Navy videos to teach the sailors about like, using condoms and stuff. I That'd be funny. have some of the most sex-safe children thanks to, well, thanks to my mouth and thanks to Martina Street Women's Center and their herpes and chlamydia photos. <laughs> All good things. All good things. I can't wait. All good things. So on that note, it's time for us to go to bed. But yes, have a good night. Have a good night. I'm Amanda. I'm Vanessa. Oh my God, you really have to work on that. I hate that so much. (laughs) And we're bitch, please. Bye.